So welcome to Exodus 19, the nation married to Yah, with your host, Richard Massey. I pray that you guys are having a blessed Sabbath, and I pray also that whatever you and your family are going through, that God gives you the strength to go through it. Today's reading is Yeremahu 14. Yeremahu 14. It's not going to be too long. But we're going to get started. Flood is playing in the air, like some of my friends say. Flood is playing while we're in the air. So, Yeremahu 14 is today's reading. And we're going to start at verse 1. For the word of Yahweh came to Yeremahu concerning the matter of dross. 2. Yehuda has mourned, and her gates have languished. They have mourned on the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem has gone up. Great. And their nobles have sent their little ones for water. They went to the cisterns and found no water. They returned with their vessels empty. They will put the shame and the blush, and the, they will put the shame and blush covered their heads. Four, because the ground became cracked. For there has been no rain in the land. The plowmen were put to shame. They covered their heads. Five. Even a deer gave birth in the field, but left because there was no grass. Six. And wild donkeys stood in the bare heights. They sniffed at the wind like jackals. Their eyes had failed because there was no grass. Seven. O Yahweh, though our crookedness witness against us, act. For your name's sake, for our backsliding have been many, and we have sinned against you. And this has been the conversation that I've been having lately. The sins of Yehuda, bringing judgment on the people. Leadership, doing things that's bringing judgment on the people. And causing them to suffer, and causing them to, to be killed and to die. And a lot of times the way it reads is these people never knew what hit them and why it was and why they were being slaughtered and judged. Not every time, but a lot of times it read like they had no knowledge or understanding why they were going through. That's why he said in seven, O Yahweh, though our crookedness witness against us. We know we did wrong in your sight. We know we worship other, um, other gods. It says, act for your name's sake. For our backsliding have been many, and we have sinned against you. So in this instance, they knew what they did and how it was wrong in the presence of Yah. Eight, O expectation of Israel, its savior in times of distress. Why should you be like a stranger in the land or like a traveler who turns aside to lodge? Nine, why should you be as one who is stunned, as a mighty man that is unable to save? Yet you, O Yahweh, are in our midst, and your name has been called on us. Do not leave us. Because they are struggling, they are under judgment, a heavy judgment, mightily. 10. Thus said Yahweh to this people, 
so they love to wander, and they have not restrained their feet. Therefore, Yahweh has not accepted them. Now he does remember their crookedness and punish their sins. And we bring this to today's times. He says, so we wander. We join a lot of organizations and we make oaths to a lot of things. And we do not restrain our feet. We go where we want to go, even though the word tells us not to go there. And we do what we want to do, even though the word tells us not to do it. And we bring judgment. We bring judgment on our people. We bring judgment in our land. And I do believe that the decisions that we make, leadership, nation, household, it takes a toll for the most part on somebody else. I do believe that. When I was in the academy, we would have to run laps to pass or to qualify for our time and run it. And it might have been 25 to 30 of us. But let me tell you something. I don't care how fast the fastest person was. You better not come down the track heading towards the finish line if there was another classmate that was struggling to make it even past the halfway point. Same thing with the military. I don't care how athletic you are, how fast you are, how strong you were. You did not leave your, your troop. Everybody crossed the finish line at the same time. So the strongest person was accountable for the slowest, for the weakest, and the fastest was accountable for the slowest. And the smartest was accountable for the person who was not so smart. And here, Yah is showing that as one of you do wrong, we are our brother's keeper, and we can all be considered doing wrong. Because we are supposed to judge and teach. We are supposed to point out the wrong that our brother and our sisters are doing, even though today that's forbidden and frowned upon. We are supposed to point out to our friends and family that something that that's not what the Bible says. Right? So, these people are going under judgment because nobody other than Yeramahu has said anything to them. Yeramahu is praying for them, and Yah has gotten to the point where he said, let's look at it in 11. And Yahweh said to me, do not pray for those people for their good. He says in 12, when they fast, I do not hear their cry. And when, they burn, and when they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I do not accept them. Except, ex, instead, I am consuming them by swore and by scarcity of food and by pestilence. Does that sound like today? 
the hardship of today, it might not be a sword, it might be a gun. By scarcity of food, how many homeless people, and not even homeless, how many people are struggling with food in the house? And pestilence. Might not be pestilence, but we have in all kinds of disease. We got chicken pox, we got COVID, we got cancer, we have COPD, and the list goes on and on high blood pressure. Just because this is the Old Testament does not mean that this don't apply for today. And I do believe that we can take this from the Old Testament and apply it to now. And I believe that it's because we don't honor covenant commandment. 11, he says, but Yahweh said to me, do not pray for these people for their good. When they fast, I do not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I do not accept them. Instead, I am consuming them by sword and by scarcity of food and by pestilence. 13, but I said, ah, Master Yahweh, see the prophet say to them, you are not to see a sword nor have scarcity of food. For I have given you true peace in this place. Don't this sound like today's pastors? God is going to do something mighty in your life. God is going to use you. God would never leave you nor forsake you. Instead of saying to the congregation, hey, listen, we don't seem to be doing and following the word like the Bible says. We can just walk it out. That's okay. Because of my connection and my closeness to Yahweh, I believe that he gave that to me. We can just walk it out. Right? He says, 14, he says, Then Yahweh said to me, The prophets prophesy falsehood in my name. I have not sent them, nor commanded them, nor spoken to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision worthless divination and the deceit of their own heart. They're going to tell you that it's good and that there's peace, peace, when there is no peace, because if they tell you the truth, you won't show up Sunday morning. If you don't show up Sunday morning, there won't be no ties. If there, not, if there won't be no ties, you're going to mess up their dreams for them and their families. But instead of telling you the truth, they rather tell you, peace, peace, right? 15 said, therefore, thus says Yahweh concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send and who say sword and scarcity of food shall not be in this land. By sword and by scarcity of food, those prophets shall be consumed. Don't this sound like the scripture that says, get away from me, I never knew you, when they said we prophesied? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? You're going to say, get away from me. I never knew you. Don't this sound like this could work with that? 15, therefore, thus says Yahweh concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say, sword and scarcely, sword and scarcely of food shall not be in this land. By sword and scarcely of food, those prophets shall be consumed. 
because they're not telling you the truth. 16, and the people to whom they are prophesying shall be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the scarcity of food and the sword with no one to bury them, them nor their wives, nor their sons or their daughters. For I shall pour out, pour their evil on them. This is Yah. Right? So where's all this judgment coming from? Why is Yah so mad? Because they had a conversation about it, right? And Jeremiah 11 and 6. Jeremiah 11 and 6. And Yahweh said to me, proclaim all these words in the city of Yehuda and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, hear the words of this covenant and do them. What covenant? Genesis 12. For I earnestly warned your fathers in the day that I brought them up out of the land of Mizraim until this day, rising early and warning, saying, Obey my voice. Eight. But they did not obey nor incline their ear, for everyone walked in the stubbornness of his evil heart. So I brought on them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, and they did not do. Just like today. Oh, you don't have to do covenant commandment. Yahshua died on the cross, and he died for your sins. You don't have to do covenant commandment, and look at the world today. Look at the world today. I could see if we were doing covenant commandments and the world was like this. Everybody saying you don't have to honor covenant commandment and the world is in chaos. You got wars on top of wars now. Right? But you don't have to do covenant commandment. Peace, peace, when there is no peace. 16, and the people to whom they are prophesying shall be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the scarcity of food and the sword, with no one to bury them, them nor their wives, their sons nor their daughters, for I shall pour their evil on them. This is the leaders, this is the prophet saying there won't be a scarcity of food and there won't be swords being used, right? And look at what it says. Yah's going to get not only them, but the but the Bible doesn't say that their wives are out there saying this. But don't in 16 it says that their wives will be affected. And their sons and their daughters, they're not, the Bible doesn't say that they're out there ministering with the prophets saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. Yet not only the prophets are going to be thrown out into the street, but their wives and their sons and their daughters. For I shall pour their evil on them. 17, and you shall say this word to them. Let my eyes flow with tears night and day, and let them not cease. For the maiden, for the maiden daughter of my people has been crushed with a mighty blow, with a very severe wound. 18. If I go out to the field, then see those slain with the sword, 
And if I enter the city, then see those sick from scarcity of food. For both prophet and priest go about in a land they do not know. 19. Have you completely rejected Yehuda? Has your being low sighing? Why have you smitten us so that there is no healing for us? They're asking him. We looked for peace, but there was no good. And for the time of healing, but see fear? We're praying and not a prayer is being answered. But we don't say to ourselves, wait a minute. What's going on here? Why is Jah not answering my prayer? Why am I praying amiss? Why is my prayer not consistent? Twenty, O Yahweh, we know our wrong and our crookedness of our fathers, huh? But we have sinned against you. At least they're acknowledging it, but it's too late. Should have gave this type of prayer when he asked for it. But the only reason why you're praying like this now is because you're in the midst of judgment. People are dying around you. 21. Do not scorn us for your name's sake. Do not despise the throne of your esteem or your honor. So don't do the things that you said you were going to do. That's 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 coinciding with negativity. But keep on blessing me, even though I'm not doing what you told me to do. So now you're falling on on the mercy of the court in the midst of judgment. Do not scorn us for your namesake. Do not despise the throne of your esteem. Remember, do not break your covenant with us. Oh, now, now you don't want him to break the covenant after you didn't already broken it. There are there are among the worthless idols of the nations any causing rain, any idols bringing rain. Any idols providing food? Any idols providing safety and protection? No, they can't. That thing that you made an oath to can't help you now. And do the heavens give showers because of them? No. Are you not he? O Elohim, O, o Yahweh, our Elohim? And we wait for you, for you are the one who does all this. You're the one bringing this judgment on us. Why? Because Yeremiah 14, I mean 11. It's amazing. It's amazing how we are not honoring covenant commandment and our families and our cities and states are paying a heck of a penalty. It's amazing. So you see this chapter talks about the anger that Yah has with the children of Israel. Seems to me that he has the same anger with us today. But what do I know? So I'll be back tomorrow, and my next reading is going to be from Yeremiah 15. So this is just a reminder that this podcast is also on Spotify and Instagram, and I'm live on YouTube as well.
So don't forget to like my page and to share it where it applies. And don't forget to hit the notification button. It's kind of hoping I had a couple people chime in. But you know what? I honestly like this so much that it doesn't even bother me. So let's give, give a round of applause to Elohim and Yahshua. For they are worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. And don't forget to subscribe as well. And shout out to Mr. Richard Turner for my background music. I really do appreciate you, bro. All right, guys. Shalom.